Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit MixingBabiesAndBusiness.com. The final interview series on the podcast as part of Season 2 features Steve Folland, a parent, video, and audio creator for businesses and freelancers. He's the founder of Being Freelance, a podcast and online community to help people around the world in various stages of their freelance journey. Together with fellow community founder and freelancer Frankie Tortora, he also co-hosts Doing It For The Kids, a podcast which won bronze for best business podcast at the British Podcast Awards in 2020. Our conversation is split into three parts. In this second mini episode, we talk about what it's been like to produce over 200 episodes of his Being Freelance podcast over the years, treating his work like a client, collaborating with others, and why there's never a downside to being yourself in business. Let's get into it. Do you have any, so on the productivity front, do you have any tips for listeners who, you know, I'm just, you are the expert with video and podcasting. So if someone is looking to start their own thing or getting better at public speaking, because now we're all restricted in what we can do, do you have any kind of video or audio 101 for people who are just trying to get over either maybe the fear of showing up? Well, I think part of it is like practice, really, just like uh, with anything that you say to your kids, like they get so good at playing with computers because they play them all for flipping time. And it's amazing if they play just 20 minutes of piano every day, what they can suddenly become like on the piano. And um, it's the same with us, really. Like if you break the seal and start speaking into your phone to do Instagram stories, for example, you soon get more comfortable with it and you get to realise what you like doing. And it's the same with a vlog. It's the same with podcasts. Like, you just got to kind of break that seal. I remember doing my first talk as well um, for being freelance a few few years ago. I was just nervous as heck all day. It was just awful. But you keep doing them and you keep showing up and doing them and you soon become comfortable with it because you get used to it and you learn how to do it. So I think that's the best tip is really just to kind of get over it and to do it. And, you know, you can always film yourself and not show it to people. You can, like, if if you want to do... Uh, speaking to camera type stuff then you can just keep it to yourself and like even when I was making this course like the how to so it's called how to get started being freelance I for ages was like I knew what I wanted to do but it was that whole sitting down and actually recording it and saying it and yet when I first made that I made the first video and I went home and I went to edit it and I thought oh no this isn't right like just starting made me realize what wasn't right about it and then I went back and I tried a few more sort of variations and then I struck it on it and once I saw some progress then I just kept going back and back and back and like within a couple of months I had it done so it's that kind of like breaking that seal and then yeah you just keep moving forward the other thing I found when I went into so I went into the studio a couple weeks ago into someone else's studio for the first time to do an audiobook recording and I found I kept stopping myself and correcting myself when I thought I'd messed something up not only you know does writing give you good practice with self-editing or not self-editing and putting it out there to get feedback but reading your own work or speaking to camera and I just it just made me realize how bad our inner critic is sometimes especially when you're creating in isolation it might not be that bad the first video might have been okay that you did you just won't know until you put it out 
Yeah, just keep going. And the other thing is if like if it's not live and you do get the chance to edit, it's like edit, edit, edit. Like don't be afraid. Like nothing is made worse by taking stuff out of it in the main, like be it writing or podcast or um, a book or um, or a video. Like just value value your audience's time and make things as short as possible to get the message across is, is what I would say as well. So, But equally, don't spend so long stewing over it that you never hit publish. You can always make the next one a little bit different. So on that note, congratulations on hitting over 200 episodes with being freelance and two-year anniversary of doing it for the kids podcast with yeah. Frankie. And you also won an award for that last year. For best business podcast at the British Podcast Awards. Yeah. So they have a panel of judges, like 60 audio type experts, and they like judge all the different entries and we were up against people like the times and the economist and i forget now but like big proper media powerhouses and then there's me sat in my car and frankie at a kitchen table trying not to wake the kids doing our thing just goes to show i think but but i love it and it's so nice that you're recognized not just by your peers but by your industry experts and panels but you know before you get that recognition how do you stay motivated to keep showing up all the time and you've said that you've managed to record regular video as well and do a vlog is there anything any motivational things you do or mindset things you do to make sure that you keep showing up even when you don't know if anyone's actually caring (laughs) well I think you have to sort of enjoy it that helps like if you enjoy it and you feel like you're getting something out of it so to be honest like with my vlog like it didn't necessarily have that many views you know it's not for thousands uh by by any stretch of the imagination but i would keep doing it because i could feel the value out of it as well I, i was getting better at making videos and just saying out loud what i was doing like speaking about my freelance journey was making me better at being a freelancer and at being a dad so that i could see the positives and then with the podcasts like again i i just felt like what i was doing with being freelance was yeah it was like there was something in it that it was actually good and that people would enjoy it and gradually over time it builds so i think yeah you need to enjoy it i think it's easier to keep going with something if you do have some sort of collaborator <laughs> so actually with doing it for the kids because it's with frankie it has been easier in a way to add that because there's like you can pick each other up when you're feeling perhaps slightly less motivated the other thing in order to keep going consistently was that I decided to treat them kind of like I would a client so the podcast would always go out at this time and so so it was like and I made it a Sunday morning because that meant even if I had to edit Friday and Saturday night it would still go out on the Sunday so that helped I think sort of giving yourself that sort of structure Uh, So the audience like it because they know to expect something, but I think it helps you keep going as well. But equally, I also believe in cutting yourself some slack during like crazy times that we're living through. So like being freelance podcast, I used to put out like 16 episodes in a season and have three seasons a year. Now I only do 10. So that's like, what, 18 episodes less a year, which gives me more time to concentrate on other things or just take a breather, cut myself some slack. And with doing it for the kids, even though we kept going every single week during the first year of lockdown, this time around, we decided to go every other week just because we're all feeling exhausted yeah. <laughs> from it. So hopefully at some point we'll go back up to, you know, every week. But yeah, you, you can adjust in order to be kind to yourself. But I think if you want to keep doing something, you kind of find the time in amongst all the work and the kids stuff. Yeah. 
great tips. And also it's nice to, you've posted about creativity being a form of self-care and it's nice to make that time for yourself. Yeah, that was a guest, Hope Meng, on the Being Freelance podcast. She's an American Chinese illustrator and brand design freelancer. And she was speaking about that. And it spoke to a lot of people. A lot of people got that. And it's true. It's, it, like, it doesn't necessarily feel like work when I'm making these. I enjoy it, like editing the podcast and putting it out. Like, I like as well the fact that when I'm doing client work, somebody else is in control and it can take weeks for that thing, whatever it is that you're making, to see light and, you know, to go out into the world. Whereas when you're creating your own stuff, A, you're in control, but also you can turn it around much quicker and put it out there and, and start to see the benefits and the reaction. So it's quite satisfying like um, to actually be able to put something out during a period where creatively everything else seemed to have stopped. Yeah, good points. I'm going to switch to your bio now because you, I feel like you don't Ooh. take yourself too seriously. You're a professional, but your bio says, part of your bio says that in 2013, he swapped early starts for a life being freelance to be his own boss, to be with his two kids, to be more awake. How important is it to you to bring your whole self to work? And how do you think it's impacted your relationships with clients as a freelancer? I think, well, I think everything is kind of just better when you, when you yourself. So like if this is, but yeah, if it's about being yourself and being, you know, putting your authentic self out. It, it does make sense. I've had quite a few guests on the Being Freelance podcast sort of point out the fact that, you know, they're not the only expert at CSS, whatever that is, web developing, right? There's millions of people who can do that, but they are the only version of them and they are the only version of, like, working with them. And so that's, you know, there's other people who can make videos and edit podcasts and stuff like I do, but the experience of working with me is unique. Um <laughs> And so either you're going to get on with me or you're not going to like me. But I, I've not found any problem at all with like just being yourself and put, putting yourself out there. And I think in everything I do, even though I might feel lighthearted, I still seem serious about the work that I do and um, and caring about making it good and the quality of everything. So I don't think that's a problem. I, yeah, with all the freelancers, <laughs> and as you mentioned, I've spoken to a lot, but I encountered there's never a downside, I don't think to being yourself and even if you're quite I don't know bits of you are quite extreme to some people you know like I know you're covered in tattoos for example or whatever there will be people who are drawn to that so whilst you might put some people off other people will be drawn to you even more and so you just start working with like your people yeah you might repel people but other people are drawn to you so it's a kind of win-win I remember once going to a meeting very early on when I went full-time freelance and it was with like the council, like it was all quite serious. And I went and bought a jacket, like a blazer. And like, I used to work in radio, so I've never worn a blazer. I always used to wear t-shirts and jeans. But I felt like that was what business people were meant to do, especially with the council. And I went and I mean, I still got the job, but I felt, I just didn't feel like myself. There's like it zaps you of your confidence because you're no longer you so I think yeah you feel more confident and if you seem confident people pick up on that and they're going to tr want to give you the money you're asking for and all sorts it feeds into itself in many ways I think being yourself agreed I'm just trying to think of all the things I haven't been professional at you know wearing a baby strap to me that's like vomiting on my shoulder or something while I'm trying to talk to someone you see that's brilliant but yeah I mean some people, it's so funny, it's almost like that kept them more engaged. And they said that like, 
they couldn't stop listening or or watching how are you doing that or you know because you're like <laughs> it's almost like improvisation or you're doing like a live performance when you're trying to juggle a kid that's squirming <laughs> at the same time Thanks again to Steve for taking the time to chat about public speaking, collaboration, creativity, and being yourself in business. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation, where we'll talk about what he wishes someone would have told him before becoming a parent and freelancer, remembering to take time off from your business, and what he hopes the future holds for his kids. Check out Steve and his work at beingfreelance.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more parent-friendly professional development, flexible and remote work with kids resources on my website at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.